Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. Karen's going to give her a fit tip, and we'll be right back. Hi, and thank you so much for joining me for this week's fit tip. So today, I want to talk to you about the glycemic index, what it is, and how to use it. But first, go to Genesis 1 and 29, which says, Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit in it with seed, fruit with seed in it. It, They will be yours for food. And just so you know, seed-bearing plants and fruit are low GI foods. So the glycemic index, also known as GI, is a tool that's often used to promote better blood sugar management by measuring how much specific foods increase blood sugar levels. Several factors influence the GI index of a food, including its uh, nutrient composition, cooking method, ripeness, and the amount of processing the food has undergone. The glycemic index can not only help Increase your awareness of what you're putting on your plate, but also enhance weight loss, decrease blood sugar levels, and reduce your cholesterol. Foods are classified as low, medium, or high glycemic foods and ranked on a scale of 0 to 100. The lower the GI of a specific food, um, the less it will affect your blood sugar levels. And, of course, that's what we want. The three GI ratings are low. 55 or less, medium, 56 to 69, and high, 70 or above. So foods high in refined carbs and sugars are digested more quickly and often have a high GI, which spikes blood sugar levels, while foods high in protein, fat, or fiber typically have a low GI. Foods that contain no carbs are not assigned a GI, such as meat, fish, poultry, nuts, seeds, herbs, spices, and oils. So keep in mind that the amount of food we eat does matter, even when we're eating healthy. Following a low GI diet may offer several health benefits, as I mentioned earlier, including improved blood sugar, um, increased weight loss, and also um, reducing cholesterol levels, um, both of both the total um, and the LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, and both of which are risk factors for heart disease. Some foods you can eat are fruits, such as apples, oranges, berries, lemons, and so on. Um, Non-starchy vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, tomato, spinach. Whole grains, such as quinoa, couscous, barley, buckwheat, and oats. Legumes lentils, black beans, chickpeas, kidney beans, and so on. Foods without a GI value um, or with a very low GI value 
can still be enjoyed, but in small amounts, um, such as on top of a salad, as part of a balanced meal, such as meat, seafood, poultry, um, different types of nuts, walnuts, pistachios, and almonds, seeds like chia seeds, sesame seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, and most herbs and spices like turmeric, black pepper, rosemary, cinnamon, cumin, basil, and so on. Now, although no foods are strictly off limits, foods with a high GI should be limited, such as white bread, white rice, um, instant oats, pastas and noodles, fettuccine, um, starchy vegetables like mashed potatoes, and especially french fries, um, cakes, baked goods, donuts, cookies, croissants, muffins, and uh, microwave popcorn is a big one to avoid. And um, all sugars, especially high fructose corn syrup. So ideally, try to replace those foods with a lower GI food whenever possible. And you can go on the internet and do a search for um, GI food charts and then choose the best foods for you. And as James and I always say, it's never too late to start. And as always, I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Please don't forget to tune in at 11 o'clock today for more health and wellness information with Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. And have a blessed day. Thank you again for joining us today. We've been talking about how exercise is important and how nutrition is important, but how it benefits adults and it benefits uh, children and it benefits the elderly. Um, despite what you may read on fitness channels or blogs or whatever, um, there's no better way to help you uh, with muscle recovery than by eating healthy foods and getting a good night's sleep. Uh, the body needs rest. The body needs good nutrients. Uh, in order to thrive. So living an over, overall healthy lifestyle is the most important step you can take to maximize your muscle recovery. And no uh, recovery method can make up for poor nutrition and for lack of rest. So uh, I just want to get that out of the way in the beginning, but I do want you to know that there are some a few things that you can try, uh, and I don't believe in taking a lot of supplements. You know, many people believe they need expensive supplements to achieve uh, results from their workout. Although some supplements have some benefits, you're not going to maximize your performance unless you're already taking the basic steps to uh, make yourself healthy. We'll break down uh, these tips in somewhat of uh, categories. We'll uh, talk about how food helps, how uh, uh, hydration helps, how some supplements may help, uh, lifestyle habits may help, and, and there's some things that we just need to avoid the first thing I would uh, tell anybody is that you have to get the right foods 
uh, in order for your body to thrive. And you want to make sure that uh, your body gets uh, the right nutrients for uh, when you exercise the proteins that make up for muscle fibers and 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 uh, also carbohydrates. You know, a lot of people are afraid of carbohydrates, but you should stay away from refined carbs. But uh, the body thrives on good, uh, high nutrient carbohydrates, and uh, we it depends on what you're doing and your body type. Uh, depending on what happens uh, to how proteins or carbohydrates affect you. Uh, A lot of people miss out on things like uh, fiber in their diet, so they don't uh, get the best out of uh, all the nutrients that they would get if they had a higher fiber diet and pass off some of the toxins that come from uh, things in the environment and things in foods. and So they're, they're, uh, the main thing is that we need to uh, realize that if we don't get the right nutrients in our body, we can't really maximize uh, muscle growth. So make sure that you uh, are eating foods that are high in nutrients. Uh, and uh, I, I implant, uh, I eat high nutrient foods, plant-based, but I'm not telling you that's what you have to do. And I am telling you that you should get most of your nutrients from plants. Uh, you, sh- you can eat some Uh, animal products, but you want to make sure that if you can, that they're organic and that they're not processed like hamburgers and um, at restaurants and um, chicken from restaurants and fish from restaurants. You want to make sure you get the best of the foods that you're trying to eat so that you get the most out of what you're trying to do as far as accomplishing your your goal to be healthy, uh, stronger, and getting muscle growth. Those are the important things. So, and you don't want to overeat, you know, just because, you know, a lot of us think because we're working out, we can eat more. And actually that's, uh, for most people, the uh, it's when you start working out, it sends leptin to the brain to tell you you need to eat more, and it works kind of uh, counterreactive towards your body if you know you're not uh, burning off all those calories that you're taking in. So you want to make sure that you know exercise is great and it's a benefit for not only your physical health and for your mental health, but if you uh, think that you can strength train and eat more, uh, that's a myth. You can't do that. Uh, our bodies are meant to be a, a certain weight, 
and um, for our height, and we can overload uh, our bodies with way too much uh, by eating too much. Uh, as, as we're more active, we can eat more, but we're burning more calories. And once that slows down, you will see weight gain. So just realize that it doesn't make any difference what your exercise program is. If you're eating more calories than you are uh, uh, taking in nutrients or exercising, burning those calories, you can see weight gain and you may see muscle growth, but the the whole go to what we're trying to do and what our goal here is to teach you how to be healthier because you can have muscle and not be healthy and you can have uh, uh, good health and not be fit. So our whole thing is we want you to have both. We want you to be living fit. You know, see the living part is the health part, and the fit part is the way you look and take care of yourself. Uh, you should be doing both. Our, uh, you know, we always talk about not sitting too long, you know, and things like that. Uh, now, me when I work out, I work out on a fasted stomach. And, um, but, you know, um, that might not be working for you. Um, if you can't do that, maybe take in a, um, some, uh, a little bit of protein before your workout may help with muscle recovery or protein synthesis, but realize that, uh, you don't want to, eat too too many proteins without having some fiber to help you pass it through your system. Uh, another thing that we, we talked about is carbohydrates. You know, carbohydrates, uh, your muscle stores carbohydrates in the form of glycogen and uh, energy. So during your short duration and intense exercises, your muscles use the glycogen as uh, the primary source for your energy. So that's the reason why I tell you don't don't neglect carbohydrates, neglect bad carbohydrates, don't eat the... So if you need to uh, rapidly restore glycogen levels in, in uh, less than four hours or so, uh, such as when performing back-to-back workouts... Uh, it's a good idea that uh, you consume at least 1.2 grams of body weight per hour with a focus on carbohydrates with uh, glycemic uh, index over 70. So uh, now, right now, uh, I I am not recommending people uh, eat rice. But quinoa, potatoes uh, are good sources of uh, GI range carbs that you can eat. Uh, and a lot of people are afraid of potatoes. And, and uh, But 
if you can find a, a rice that that's not uh, doesn't have uh, arsenic in it, which I don't know where where that would be, and I, I basically uh, stick to brown rice or black rice, and you can have it occasionally, but like I said, you do realize that have to realize that you may start if you start feeling some joint pains or something like that. That may be uh, indication that. Uh, you know, you're, something's wrong in your diet, so you may want to just uh, eliminate the foods that, you know, every time you eat them, you feel pain or joint pain or something like that. Okay, so uh, you, you, you do need to eat an overall balanced diet. Uh, eating an overall healthy diet can ensure that you don't develop any nutrient deficiencies. And as I told you before, most people in our country, in the Western culture, uh, their diets are low in nutrients. And so although you may be working out and you may be getting fatigued and tired and not feeling good, that could be because you're not getting all the nutrients that your body needs to perform well. So minimizing the consumptions of ultra-processed foods, eating plenty of fruits and vegetables is going to be something that's really going to help you, especially uh, for those of us who, you know, enjoy eating, but we, we don't realize that we shouldn't eat unless we are actually uh, doing something like, like if you're competing in an organized sport or something like that and you're trying to accomplish a goal, you, you need to eat for the goal, not, you know, and, and realize that even at that, when I, when I was bodybuilding, you can damage yourself uh, if you do the wrong things. So don't uh, think that, you know, just because you look good that you are doing healthy things. So you want to make sure that you're maximizing getting plenty of fruits and vegetables, uh, green leafy especially. And I always encourage people to do uh, something green leafy in the morning uh, in order to, because that has the most benefit to me, and it also has water in it. So a lot of us, as the next thing we're going to talk about is hydration. So dehydration can impair your muscles' ability to repair. So uh, so you, you should make sure that you're uh, hydrated. So you're especially prone to becoming dehydrated if you exercise in a hot or humid conditions like it is right now. So uh, the American College of Sports Medicine recommends drinking 16 to 24 ounces of fluid every pound you lose while exercising. And I already know that most of the people I know don't take the time to uh, think about how important it is that they hydrate, and I always encourage people drink plenty of water. You know, uh, 
Water also helps fill up the the gut and uh, keeps us from eating when we're not hungry. So that's very important that we do hydrate often and we don't neglect uh, that part of exercise. And I see a lot of people carrying water jugs with them to the gym, but, you know, um, that's very important. Make sure that the water is is uh, uh, not in a container that doesn't have BPA in it because that's another uh, thing that is bad for us. And uh, I, I would want you, especially during the summertime, if you're out getting this good vitamins, vitamin D, that you do take water with you. Uh, somebody was telling me the other day that in schools they cut off the water fountains and they're telling the kids to drink water, but they charge for the water. Uh, so we, we need to make sure our children are hydrated and that we are hydrated. Keep plenty of water around and drink it often. And, um, and like I said, probably about what I always tell people about uh, for every pound you are, you want to drink about half that in ounces of water a day. So uh, if you're um, eating a lot of vegetables, you can probably cut that back because vegetables have water in it, especially the green leafy, things like uh, spinach, kale, uh, collards, uh, broccoli, all these things have water in, in the makeup. Lettuce, they have water. Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the other thing is cherries. Cherries are uh, cherries, blueberries. Uh, I always start my mornings off with something uh, blueberry, strawberry, uh, raspberry, blackberry in my oatmeal and with just water as uh, to make my um, uh, oatmeal. I Now, I'm not telling you that you have to do that. I just want you to start. And I appreciate the fact that anybody who is eating uh, a regular healthy, good diet, starting to start think about, you know, weigh what is happening. If you, if you feel like your, you know, your muscles aren't recovering, make sure that some of the foods that you're taking in is not causing the problem. So, you know, although we may be eating healthier foods, our gut might not be accepting it right now. So make sure that your, your, uh, checking what you eat to see if it's maybe causing some kind of inflammation in your body. Now, cherries has uh, been found to uh, reduce inflammation and muscle damage and muscle soreness, too. So uh, blueberries help with your blueberry, raspberry, blackberries. They're very good for brain function, and uh, they help with muscle recovery. So these are things we can do that are very, very beneficial that can help us uh, improve when it comes to being sore and looking for, you know, what happens 
uh, you have to experiment sometime to figure out what's happening to my body when I do this. You know, uh, sometimes you you may eat something and feel worse. You may eat something and feel better. So the things that make you feel better, you need to eat more of. So uh, just think about those things when it comes to um, when you're trying to figure out what you should do as far as uh, eating fruits, vegetables, or anything. Like some people can overload on some fruits. I, you know, I... um, but, like I said, it's probably a gut problem more so than anything. So once you clean up your eating habits, a lot of that stuff will probably go away. And so there's so many things we can do. Uh, I do recommend protein, a protein powder, but, I, I again, I uh don't recommend uh, whey protein because whey protein is actually some of the worst uh, of animal products. I, I recommend plant-based proteins, uh, you know, so that you, you're still getting fiber, you're still getting nutrients out of whatever you're doing. So if you're going to do it, you know, and, um, and I do recommend some bone broth, you know, uh, for collagen. Uh, you can take and get bone broth or vegetable broth. or But bone broth is good. Chicken broth, uh, beef broth. <coughs> Drinking the, uh, the juices off of that can help with recovery. So... Uh, another thing we need to do is our lifestyle has to change so that we can make sure that we're getting sleep because sleep gives your muscle time to recover from exercise. People who exercise intensely need even more rest than the average person. So if you're doing, uh, if you're a professional athlete or you're a person who, uh, who in some kind of organized sport and you're trying to exercise to improve your uh, mobility and work, it'd be good if you uh, make sure that you're not sleep deprived. And uh, every once in a while, get a massage. Um, Many athletes incorporate massages, you know, and uh, for, for the flexibility, yoga stances, things like that to help. Uh, you can wear compression socks, you know, as if you're having a problem with your legs. Uh, you know, those things help uh, too. So uh, a lot of things we can do to improve. Uh, we can uh, do water therapy, you know. Some people, if you can find a pool that you can go in and swim, it's very good for uh, your blood vessels and your heart rate and uh, for recovery. Uh, you can also do some things like uh, cut, if you, and, and I know that I don't know anybody that's doing this. Uh, uh, um, I do know some people do it too, but who are consuming alcohol. Alcohol uh, is damaging to many aspects of your health, uh, Alcohol, after cycling, impairs your muscles, 
uh, ability to replenish glycogen and, and your endurance. So alcohol impairs protein uh, synthesis and in your muscles. So you don't want to be doing that. And smoking is a negative no matter what you're doing. So you um, don't want to be doing that either. So uh, the amount of time it takes for your muscles to recover from exercise depends on your fitness level anyway. So, you know, if you're been working out for a long time, you probably know more about, you know, and your intensity of exercise, you know more about how you might do these. If you're a light workout person, uh, just starting out, you know, you may find more fatigue to the muscle. Well, that's about all my time. I thank you for listening as always. We appreciate you. And we know that this is not easy. So, yeah, changing is not easy. But make the changes so that you can have better health and better fitness. I want you to keep living fit and doing what matters. God bless you. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co, or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.